0: This week's Torah portion begins with the story of how Yisro, or Jethro, uh, comes out to the Jewish people in the desert, and he meets Moshe, Moshe tells him the entire story of what happened to them until then, and he responds, Baruch Hashem, Asher Hitzilez Chem, Yad mitzayim um Yad Pharaoh, which means, Blessed is God that He saved you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh, and Atayadati, Ki Godol Now I know that God is greater than all other gods. The Talmud says something interesting on this. It says that, that it was actually a disgrace that the Jewish people did not use the term Baruch Hashem um, prior to this point until Yisro had to come to say that. And the question is, of course, why? What does that mean? And so the Rebbe is going to take this entire story and point it out that it's not just a story, but it's actually a critical point on the process of, go, of going from the leaving Egypt to the point of receiving the Torah and to be able to understand that we need to understand what is the purpose of receiving the torah it's not just a set of rules it's a cosmic part of a cosmic plan the way the world was originally created the Medrash tells us was by in such a way that physicality and spirituality were two separate spheres and they could not come together they could not meet at mount sinai God says, uh, the Torah says that God comes down t- onto the mountain. And what that means is that he broke this system and he now allows physicality to become godly and godliness to become invested in physicality. And practically speaking, what that means is, for example, you have a cow and you take the cow and you slaughter it according to Jewish law. And so you're making a blessing on slaughtering it, and afterwards you take the meat and you use it for your Shabbat meal, and you take the leather and you take the and make that into tefillin or mezuzot or a Torah scroll. When you've done so, you have transformed the cow from just being an animal into a godly existence. It has been uplifted. It has been refined completely, and now to the extent that the leather, which is not just animal skin, now it becomes holy to the extent that of course a mezuzah and a Torah scroll and tefillin need to be treated in a particular way. All of those rules that govern those things indicate how much this leather has been transformed into something godliness into something godly. So that's the purpose. The purpose is to be able to uplift the physicality and make it godly, to bring godliness into this world to the point where the godliness is apparent. So, when the Jewish people left Egypt, there was a certain amount of this process that already took place. We see that indicated by the fact that the sea turned into dry land. The sea represents a spiritual world that's called Amadisgasya, which means the world that is covered over, the world that is hidden, and the dry land represents Amma Disgalia, the world that is revealed. And so by the fact that the that which is hidden is now revealed, shows you that there's been some kind of transformation. However, that transformation is not complete because of the fact that this is not something that comes from. The From from the experience down here below. On the other hand, Jethro, Yisro, was a man who was identified as a Kohen Midian, which means a priest of Midian. That could mean two things. It could either mean some kind of governing official, or it could also mean, and Rashi in fact brings this down, that he was. A an idol worshipping priest of the highest levels, and that's the reason why he used the term I now know that God is greater than all gods, because he actually researched and he studied and he was a master at all the different types of religions and idol worship in the world at the time. And so now that he was saying that I recognize with all of my experience and with all of my knowledge and with everything that I've I've understood until now. I now recognize that God is the true God. Now, it's not just a a matter of a spiritual uh, uplifting that's coming from God's perspective. Now it's coming from the lower perspective. Somebody on the level of Yisro, who's coming from within the world and within all of these, the issues of the society at the time, And all that he's coming and recognizing it, so that is an indication of the transformation that is beginning to happen. So therefore, Yisro's statement that Baruch Hashem, that blessed is God, is a crucial part of this process of recognizing that the world will turn turn around and be godly. And that is indicated by the word Baruch. Baruch doesn't just mean blessed, but it also has a term of draw. It means drawing down. And so the fact that Yisra was the one to, ma- to be able to make that statement was because of the fact that he was coming from a perspective of the deepest of, of negative spirituality, the d- deepest of impurity, because he had been involved with all these different types of, of, of idol worship and such. And so therefore, he was the one who was able to accomplish that. And that's how the Jewish people were able to go to the next stage. And this is all indicated by the fact that Rashi points out that there are two things that caused him to come. The splitting of the sea and the war with Amalek. And it's quite surprising because when you think about it, the war of Amalek doesn't actually indicate the Jewish people's victory over Amalek. And the victory itself wasn't even anything that was terribly miraculous. They only weakened Amalek. But rather it was that Yisro understood that the transformation of the world was not complete by the fact that Amalek had attacked the Jewish people. And so he was coming for several reasons. He was coming, one, number one, to continue that transformation. And he was also coming to reaffirm the Jewish people for themselves in terms of their recognition. This is something that the Rebbe points out in a uh, footnote on the bottom of, of the Sicha. And to reaffirm the Jewish people's understanding and their belief in, 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 in themselves and and invigorate them on their process to uh, to Mount Sinai. Practically speaking, the rabbi points out that this is something that we do every single day as we get up in the morning and we break out of our limitations. We need to recognize that everything that we do needs to have godliness attached to it. And the way that we do that is by beginning our day with Moda Anil recognizing God's prov- prominence in our lives and providence over our lives, and recognizing how every step in our life is needs to be godly. And from that, that's how we're able to accomplish the first of the Ten Commandments, which is Anochi Hashem Elakecha, I, God's essence, am God, your God, as, as it's explained in Hasidus, what that means is that God's essence becomes our life force and vitality. And that becomes everything that we, uh, that we do is enthused and infused with godliness. And we're able to take godliness into the things that are um, even just your mundane work and daily chores, we're able to find godliness within it if we begin our day in that kind of way.